Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Welcome back. Hey. It's like uh, the ESPN song, like when football returns. Yeah. How does that go? I guess it depends on the network, right? Yeah. Okay. My, because I have two brothers, they watch, it's called the Red Zone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they, <laughs> like you said that, like it was like the most quirky, unknown <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I don't know if you know it. It's called Red I Zone. I know you knew it. Um, don't mind me pouring my story. But yeah, AM, ASMR. Uh, but that's what Dylan and Ryan would watch every Sunday. And yeah. there's like a countdown before the like game start for like the 1 p.m. game start. And it used to be like a joke that. Yeah. But my brother Dylan would always stand up and as it was counting down, be like, Jen, Wow. Like it was the best thing that ever happened to him. He loves football. It's the simple things. That's his beige flag is he screams the countdown to the red zone. Um, and that, my friends, is what we're talking about today. Beige flags. Beige flags. Uh, we'll expose our boyfriends. Um, we were going to do men generally, but I feel like it's hard to... Beige yeah. flags are very unique. Specific. To the person. We'll get into what a beige flag is. We'll expose our boyfriends. And then we will also expose ourselves naturally uh, and talk about some of the... So the quirky things. My beach flag is that I act like people don't know what red zone is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But before we do that, we have to do our segments. And we'll put the timestamp in the description if you'd rather not listen to our week in review and favorites. So when we're recording this, it's the week after Labor Day weekend. Yes. Which means you can't wear white anymore. I guess that's a oh, beige flag true. for me. I wear white. I literally, going to the office, considered my outfit was going to be a white top and white bottoms, like a monochrome white look. And yeah. then I was like, it's too soon after Labor Day. I can't do that. But yeah. um, for Labor Day, I was at the lake. I was at the cabin in New Hampshire. We do go there a lot of long weekends, but we were there specifically this long weekend because we went to see Zach Brown Band. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because in my head, I could not – I'm not like – I like Zach Brown songs. I'm not like huge on him. We got the tickets as a gift, but it's funny because I could not remember for the life of me if we were seeing Zach Brown or Dave Matthews band. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's the Zach Brown band or the Dave Matthews band. And I'm like, listen, similarly aged white men with like a relatively similar listening demographic. Yeah. And like very basic names. Yeah. As part of the band name. So you can't blame me. But it was the Zach Brown band. Nice. And um, it was fun. He did a lot of covers. So I think that's like his new thing. Um, It was at a venue that I'd never been to before. If you're a New Hampshire girly, it was at the Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. Which, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the Xfinity Center, but in the Lakes region. I think my thing is that I always think the Xfinity Center and the Bank of America Pavilion are the same place. Yeah, no, the Bank of America Pavilion is in Seaport. The oh. Bank of New Hampshire oh. Pavilion is in the Lakes region. I, I think all three of them and are the Xfinity same Centers in Mansfield, yeah. So, so yeah. So I'd never been to that venue before. It was honestly, it was nice. It was fun to like go to a concert with so many people, but it felt like it was like in the middle of nowhere, like mm. in the middle of the woods. Um, it is a little alarming, like 
And this is just like my city brain because it's like we don't have this problem. But like so many people like tailgated and like were very evidently quite drunk at this concert. And then there were so many cars that had to leave, like so many people walking back to their cars. And I was like, I trust none of you people right now. You are all terrifying. Yeah. That is the nice thing about like going to concerts in the city is like driving after a concert is just like inherently not a thing yeah so then you can get as drunk as you want at said concert because you're gonna Uber you're not or whatever yeah, anyway. getting behind yeah. The wheel. yeah yeah that is a little it was a little not sketch great. yeah <laughs> i literally said i was like if they were to set up like a dui checkpoint on the way out of this venue oh. they would catch so many people but then it's also like and i'm not trying to say that you should drink and drive that baseline you shouldn't do that (laughs) but also it's like what do you even do in that situation like because they also probably can't loiter in the venue parking lot to like sober up you mean yeah yeah yeah. i guess you just have to have a designated driver yeah um which like yeah we don't really have that problem around here but i i worried that people might have not been prepared for that yeah (laughs) based on my observations yeah well it's like it should just be common sense that if you are driving yeah to leave a concert you shouldn't get like you can have one drink like yeah and you're fine but don't get like blackout drunk yeah and, and i drunk. did fear that was some people's situation but Certainly. hopefully everyone got home safe and didn't hurt anyone else on the way yeah or themselves um so but yeah that was that's pretty much it i know we have in common that the dance season starts today for both of us so we're yes. recording before Going to our first rehearsal of the season. Yeah. I said to Anya yesterday, it feels like the first day of school. Like, it feels like that, like, you're going to see who's in your class. Yeah. (laughs) You, like, see who's in your class. And it's, like, a new schedule that you have to Mm -hmm. adapt to and all of that. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good season. Um, I'm happy with how my, like, dances shook out after auditions. Because I know we talked a lot about, like, that whole process. Mm -hmm. Um. Miss Anya got into her top four prep First time ever. (laughs) She's kind of killing it right now. Uh, But yeah, and this year I have two jazzes and two contemporaries. Very balanced. Yeah, me too, which is nice. Um, It's funny because I was listening back and I was surprised we didn't tell this story for the auditions when we talked about that. But um, it's relevant today too because it's like – it's a 95-degree day in September in Boston and this – venue that we are using it has no AC. Yeah. And so we are going to struggle today, but at auditions, it was literally a biohazard. Yeah. Be- like, well, because so, so picture bad. this. It's like, it's a decent sized space. Like it's, yeah. I wouldn't categorize it as a small space, but there were over, not over, almost 300 people that auditioned, yeah. I think they said. Um, so now imagine like a medium sized space probably meant for like comfortably a hundred people uh has 300 people in it and not only are there 300 people but they're all dancing and they're dancing and there's no ac and it's literally 90 degrees outside and they're like going hard dancing because it's an audition and they want to look good (laughs) yeah so basically what ended up happening was one of the combos that we learned as part of the audition involved us like rolling on our backs on the ground yeah. on the ground and most of us were wearing like tank tops I had like a completely open back leotard mm-hmm. on like it, it was hot in there we were wearing as little clothes as we possibly could and literally as people got up you would see just puddles of sweat oh where gosh, everyone so stood and then we had to go and dance on it and not only is that like baseline gross yeah 
But it's also dangerous it was because you could literally like, I was so afraid there was like a kick at one point and I was so afraid that I was going to kick and my bottom foot yeah. was just going to slide right out from under me if I like stepped like perfectly in a puddle. Um, but yeah, I was, I forgot who I was saying this to the other day, but I feel like dance, it's such like a beautiful and like elegant sport to watch but it's actually such a disgusting yeah. sport to participate in. Yeah. Like, I think that's like a discrepancy because like you watch football, you watch baseball and it's like they're running around in dirt and grass and tackling each other and spitting Smelly. and whatever. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's gross, but like they're not trying to like make it look anything but. But dance is like, you think like, oh my God, that's like the, that's grace so elegant. and elegance. And I'm literally like, yeah. And then I rolled in a stranger's pile of sweat and my <laughs> feet were black and I got a blood blister on my foot. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's pretty gnarly, but the gnarliness won't stop because the dance season has just begun. Hopefully we get some cooler weather that um, makes it a bit more tolerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, truthfully, I think that tonight it's going to be the worst night. It's going to be the worst night, but it's going to, compared to auditions, it's going to feel like nothing. Because it's like 18 of us compared to 300 of us Mm -hmm. dancing in the space. Um, But yeah, so new dance season kicking off. Stay tuned for how it goes. And then for me, my Labor Day weekend, I had like a pretty chill weekend. Um, Zach was home. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, but he's kind of in a weird work phase right now where he's working on a project and has to like fly out there during the week but is trying to fly back during the weekends because it's like a multi week Mm -hmm. possibly multi-month long engagement so he's like I don't want to be gone for weeks or possibly months at a time like I want to be able to come back home some of the time so he flew back from set engagement and we hung out for a little bit and we actually ended up uh using paddle boston to rent your story yeah, to rent uh, kayaks and kayak on the Charles. And honestly, it was really nice. Like, mm-hmm. I would 100% do it again. It was kind of so, um, how I bit my lip. Oh. It was spontaneous. So, like, I definitely wasn't wearing the right clothes or had the right bag mm. to go into a kayak. So, yeah. I was a little sad about that. But. It's okay because we made good memories. It was a beautiful day. There was like a nice, it was warm, but there was a nice breeze, especially like on the water. Yeah, we had a really good Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And it was just nice to like get out. We did like a tandem kayak. So we were both in the same one. He wanted to do separate ones. And I was like, that's not fun. He was like, you're (laughs) going to hold me back. (laughs) So you're just going to paddle away. He did do most of the work. I I won't lie. Um, But we kind of just like paddled out to like the like main part of the river that we were closest to from the dock that we went out on and we like did a little bit of paddling but we mainly just like sat in the kayak people watching on the charles Mm because there was like obviously the other kayakers there were sailboats um there's like a wild amount of sailboats in the charles at any given time yeah it was like who are all of you people well i think there's a similar rental service for sailboats as there is because they all had like the same branding they were all like Mm. polar seltzer i assumed that it was like a school always like mm. like a team because mm. i'm like is the average person good enough at sailing to just rent one and like go i don't know i have no idea i didn't we didn't inquire <laughs> but yeah so if you're in boston i think we're gonna have like a couple couple more weeks where you could probably do it without it being too chilly yeah um and yeah it was a 
it was $45 for an hour and a half. Total. Total. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Not bad. Uh, I would recommend they did like, it was up to an hour and a half, up to three hours, and then a full day. An hour and a half is plenty yeah, of Yeah, that's time. the thing. Plenty I feel like kayaking is one of those things that I always, like, we, there's two at the lake. Um, and in my head, I'm always like, this is a great idea. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get some exercise, like work on my arms, enjoy the scenery. And then I get out and I'm there for like 20 minutes and I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. done now. I can turn around. Yeah. It's a workout. Yeah. It's hard. Um, but yeah, Zach noticed that I was getting a sunburn and he was like, we're turning this kayak around. As you should. Yeah. Thanks, Kings. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't done that before, but like it's come up a few times, but it just has never like won out as the activity of choice. Yeah. We should do it. But we can I'm get done. a tandem kayak. Yeah. Definitely so. only 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, all I got No more. Me. I think we stayed out for like an hour and 15. Like we yeah. didn't even make the full. But yeah, that's it for me. All right. We're going to get into our favorites. I have two YouTube channels, one being more niche and one being, is there an opposite word for niche? More general. General. Yeah. Um, so the more general one is Mia Maples. I feel like people probably know her, but um, she, what kind of videos does she do? I want to say it, it's kind of just like fun clickbaity videos, honestly, mm. but like they are good. Okay. Like she'll do like, I bought, honestly, she reminds me of like Sophia Nygaard. Oh, okay. Like she'll do like, I bought a whole pallet of Amazon returns or like, oh, fun. Okay. Um, I, you know, showing my mom things I bought on Etsy, but I actually made them like oh, things like that. Okay. Um, so her videos are like really entertaining and like lighthearted, like very easy to watch. Good for like the end of the day if you want to have like a no think kind of like fun type of content yeah. on or like dressing cottage core for a week or like that kind of stuff yeah. like very kind of like clickbaity but like entertaining um and she just seems like very sweet and her mom is very funny yeah and she's canadian so slay wow she has the last name maples and she's canadian oh true That's maybe crazy. it's not actually her last name well i was gonna say i'm gonna be so real with you Mia Maple sounds like a porn star name. A hundred percent. I was going to tell 100%. her. A hundred percent. And I'm sure she's a lovely, wholesome girl, but <laughs> she's like the least, yeah. She literally literally sounds like a porn star. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking like how crazy it is for you to say it out loud. Because I'm like, really? people are literally going to be like, that's a porn star. Oh, maybe, maybe I didn't I go there. Get my head out of the gutter. No, but I didn't really go there, but I, I do see what you mean. That would be my porn star name if I was. Mia Maples? Yeah, Mia Maples. Not Kylie Kisses? <laughs> No. <laughs> Please. That would be a good episode. Our porn star name. Oh, I was like, Kylie Kiss. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so check out her videos for fun. It's like millennial core, but like yeah. good energy, you yeah. know? Um, and then the other one is pretty niche. It's if you're into dance and ballet, I found this channel called Ballet Rain, R-E-I-G-N, like, like royalty. Um, and they honestly don't have a ton of traction, which is surprising because their videos are like very high production value for like being such a small channel. Like I want to say they have less than 10,000 followers or subscribers or whatever, but like extremely high production value, like great editing, great camera. Like it's really good. And they basically make just like ballet education content and also like ballet commentary and like reaction content. So mm -hmm. like, for example, one of the videos they did was like breaking down the story of like Giselle, the ballet, which I watched because it was like, I didn't really know the plot much or like 
Um, they did one of those like rankings of different like ballet steps and stuff. So it's Ooh. like, yeah, it's fun if you are into dance or if you're a dancer. I recommend yeah. checking them out. Where do they rank uh, gargliots? Gotta be F tier. Yeah, so true. Look up what a gargliot is. It's the most insane. If you can even ever. spell it. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. I'm like, sound it out and hopefully it <laughs> comes up. Um, For my favorite, so... Fall drinks are back at Starbucks, right? Very exciting. And I am a pumpkin girly, specifically a pumpkin cold, cold foam chai latte. Oh, okay. Those are so good. I might get one tomorrow, actually. Uh, they're, I mean, it's a lifetime's worth of sugar in that thing, but they're so freaking good. Good for the soul. But the Starbucks closest to my apartment, the day that fall drinks came out, didn't have any of the pumpkin drinks for some reason. I wonder hmm. if they just like got a delayed like yeah. shipment or something of it. So I knew that the fall drinks were coming out. I was like already in the mindset of like, I'm going to get Starbucks today because I want a fall drink. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw that pumpkin spice was out, I was like, okay, let me look and see what else they have. And they have, I think it's new this year. I don't remember it from last year, but it's an apple crisp shaken espresso. I feel like they had that last year. Did they? I feel like I remember trying it. Well, I I know that I've never had it before. And so I was like, okay, let me give it a try because I like the other variations of shaken espressos that they've come mm-hmm. out with. Uh, and I, when I ordered it, I was like, this could either be like really good or it could like taste like a candle. Yeah. I feel like that's like always the risk that you run with fall drinks. In my opinion, I think Dunkin's pumpkin is like a bit candle-y. Mm, I, I like it. I prefer Starbucks over Dunkin's mm-hmm. pumpkin. I also have it. The pumpkin donut at Dunkin'. Don't even get me started. <laughs> but this was actually really good. It was like one of those not too sweet Mm -hmm. sweet drinks um because i think the espresso really helps sort of like cut the really sweet like the sweetness of the syrup Mm -hmm. um and i found like the apple crisp flavor wasn't too dominant yeah (laughs) fragrant oh yes yeah (laughs) um yeah so i know pumpkin rains and it really is the best flavor and you have such a limited time to get it. But if you're ever in a position where, you know, pumpkin's out or you want to try something new, I highly recommend the apple crisp shaken espresso. Or you don't like pumpkin. I'm yeah, sure there's true. some people like that out there. Very true. Give this a try. I do like occasionally like fruity coffees because like Dunks mm-hmm. has like a blueberry. So good. Which is good. And I think there's a raspberry. I don't know about that. But yeah, I think there is a place for like a fruit and coffee marriage occasionally yeah. especially this because it has like a cinnamony mm-hmm. element to it which obviously cinnamon and coffee goes really well together so yeah it was really good i would be interested in trying like a cherry espresso i situation. got a cherry coffee in oh in portugal france oh france yeah at, i think it was a cafe nero mm-hmm. um it was pretty good okay yeah but i i just love cherry Me too, flavor yeah so All right, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be back to talk about beige flags, ours and our partners. Yeah. Mm 
As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. Okay, we're back. And just to kind of level set things before we jump in, I imagine most people listening probably know this beige flag trend, but just in case you don't, it's a slang term from TikTok, you know, like everything these days. And it's used in relationships, friendships, whatever, to describe a person's like quirky or like odd characteristics overall. Yeah. Yeah. So they're neither good nor bad, but they make you like pause and think like they're just something they're, I, I feel like quirk is like the best word. It's just so like quirky. a little quirk. So different. That you have. Um, And they're not necessarily deal breakers. Most of these are like very harmless things. Mm-hmm. Um, But they're not exactly something that you're like, oh, I really want a partner that, I don't know what like a good example is. Sets a timer instead of an alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's a beige flag. Um, Obviously like origins in red flags and green flags. Yeah. Yeah. So these aren't quite red flags, but they're also, I have seen a lot of discourse actually on TikTok of people saying things that are beige flags that are really just green flags. Oh yeah. I hate that. I hate yeah. They're like, my boyfriend kisses me too much. Beige flag. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Literally. Come on. Literally. Be for real. My boyfriend throws me a party every time I have a really good accomplishment. Yeah. Like, beige flag. Stop. Oh my God. It's just a weird way to humble brag. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But I do think that it like helps set the tone of like beige flags they're neither good nor bad but they tend to lean more so to the good side like I think anything that like teeters towards the bad flag side is just like red flag mm. territory um but overall they're pretty neutral yeah so we're gonna jump in and expose our partners before we yeah. expose ourselves yeah, so we just course. have a couple beige flags that we've observed in our respective boyfriends. And I encourage you to think of the beige flags in your partner or friends or people close to you because it is kind of interesting when you start to think about it. Um, Normally they say ladies first, but in this case, the men first. So for Zach, if him and I are hanging out and there's like a natural lull in our conversation, which I feel like wasn't necessarily a thing at the beginning because you're still like really getting to know each other, have a lot to talk about. And I feel like as you like get longer term in a relationship, there's just those like natural moments where you're like, I don't really have anything to say to you. We're just enjoying each other's company. I have noticed that he will start either singing the Mario theme song. So he'll do the. Oh, yeah. I had to think about, I was like, what is the Mario theme Maybe song? it's like Nintendo generally. No, but... I think it is Mario. Oh, yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's literally how he'll do it. Or 
he'll do shares. Do you believe in life after love? It's the range um, for me. Yeah. Like, those are such different choices. Yeah. That, so it started, the Mario theme song was the first one. And then a couple months later, I was introduced to shares. Do you believe in life after love? And then while we were kayaking, actually, we were kind of just like sitting basking in the sun. Uh, and all of a sudden he goes, and that's when it hit me. Play that funky music. Oh, okay. I don't really know that one. And I was like, that's a, that's a new one. So he, you never know what he's going to hit you with, but if there's a lull in conversation, he'll hit you with some sort of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, not a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, just a thing. Just a thing he does. Um, We were talking about this earlier because I was trying to think of ones for Grant. This was the one that came to mind first. My boyfriend, Grant, I've noticed he like tends to separate the tasks of hand washing dishes and loading the dishwasher to be separate things. When I feel like most people, if they're end goal is to like do the dishes Mm -hmm. you would just clear the sink and you would wash the ones that need to be hand washed and you would put the ones in the dishwasher that would go into the dishwasher for some reason in his brain these are like separate tasks yeah so like sometimes he'll just load the dishwasher and leave the hand wash stuff in the sink for like another time or he'll just hand wash and not load the dishwasher yeah and why don't you want the satisfaction of finishing the task like i feel like that's the only like redeeming quality of having to do the dishes is that like afterwards you get the clean sink and it's like kind of nice yeah. if you don't get that what's even yeah I can't I can't understand it well honestly the more that I think about it it is pretty comparable to like doing the laundry and not putting it away mm. like it's starting the task but not finishing yeah the task which that's something that's a beige flag of mine I'll do my laundry and then I'll take days to put it away yeah so and that's why it's a beige flag because it's it's neutral. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's also not a good thing. My next one for Zach is that like if something like mildly ridiculous happens, like say, I don't know, we go and get smoothies and it's like $15, which is outrageous. He'll say something like, this smoothie was $15. Are you kidding me? K-I-T-T-E-N. Yeah, as mm-hmm. in like a baby cat. Mm-hmm. And that's what, oh, I took me 40 minutes to deplane are you kidding me (laughs) without fail it's never are you kidding me it's never isn't that insane are you kidding me i wonder if that's from something i have no idea but it's so every single time it gets a chuckle out of me i think it's so funny (laughs) well then i feel like it's a green flag if you like it well i feel like objectively it's a base (laughs) like i didn't go into my relationship thinking i hope he says something funny like every time every time something ridiculous happens that's what i'm looking for in a partner I was just, the first time he said it, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I do think I've heard that. I wonder if it's from something. Well, there was like a, I feel like it's a very millennial meme oh. to be like, are you kidding me? Right meow. Oh, But so he never true. does the right meow. The right then, meow. I, then I would get the ick. The right meow <laughs> is over the top. But I think it's funny to stop at, are you kidding me? Roar <laughs> means I love you in dinosaur. Stop. <laughs> what are like, the same energy? <laughs> what are like some other millennial core sayings uh, like? Please. I don't know. That would be kind of a funny episode. Yeah. Millennial core. Um, the next one is Grant just never he he lives without anxiety. And I cannot <laughs> I cannot fathom or understand what that existence is like. Yeah. Never a worry. No. Never a concern or an anxiety. Never. Just like being overall like to go with the flow. Certainly. Like 
yeah. you would think it would be a green flag, but somehow it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's a beige flag. Because I feel like he does care when it, like, actually matters. That's when it would be a red flag. hmm But. My next one. This one, Zach was an offender of this. But I think it also, like, goes generally to the male population. And it's on dating apps. For whatever reason, guys just always post group photos or they'll post photos where you literally can barely see their face at all. Like sunglasses and a hat. Yeah. Yeah. And then you show up to the date being like, I couldn't tell you one physical feature about this man at all. Um, Zach had, he was, there were some profiles that were worse than this, but his like very first photo, we met on Hinge in case you're new here. Um, His very first photo was like a, clear shot it's like his um profile picture on Mm -hmm. instagram so it is like a very it's him at a wedding like very clear shot you know what he looks like uh photo but then the rest of them were him like rock climbing skiing like one of them he literally had on like a skiing helmet goggles and a mask like over his nose like not a not a a centimeter of his face was shown in that picture and I'm like, I how how do you expect people to know what you look like? That's the whole point. That that's why we're here. Well, I think guys have a different like take on the purpose of the photos. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like guys like they want to use it to make them look cool, whether it's like sporty or outdoorsy or like having a lot of friends or whatever. Whereas we're like, no, no, no just give me the brass yeah. tacks. Show me, yeah, show me. It the doesn't face. matter how cool you are if you're ugly. No. I'm <laughs> Um, last beige flag for my relationship. I'm a big clean as you go while cooking person. Same. So I really struggle when people aren't. (laughs) (laughs) And so Grant cooks more than I do. And he is not a clean as he goes type of person. So like, even if he takes out the garlic powder for like one step of the cooking, it'll be out on the counter for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Why? why and I'll try to like me being trying to be helpful because I'm not the one cooking I'll try to like clean for him as he goes and he always gets mad because it's like I'll put a knife in the sink that he was still using or like it's like I still needed that and I'm like yeah so you're like how was I supposed to know it's just so much more efficient to clean as you go I'm just trying to find efficiencies here people (laughs) these these beige flags for granted really (laughs) just red flags for you (laughs) yeah basically just me being a micromanager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are our beige flags in our respective relationships. Um, we won't go too far into detail because Grant and Zach didn't sign up to yeah, have themselves exposed. Yeah, <laughs> we did not ask their permission. Um, I was going to say thanks to them for being good sports. They didn't. They, they don't even know. Idea. They have no idea. <laughs> um, but we will get into our beige flags. We have a couple more beige flags to talk about for each of us Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's what this podcast is about is exposing ourselves indeed so my first one i haven't seen a lot of movies most like classic or like cult favorite kind of movies that people reference at any given time i have absolutely no idea what they're talking about or referencing wow like name like a movie Mean Girls. Okay. Obviously, I've seen that. <laughs> what do you mean, obviously? But, like, movies, I guess, like, have you seen Bridesmaids? No. Okay. That's a good one. I haven't seen, like, well, I'm, I'm thinking more, like, classics. Like, I haven't like seen, Titanic? like... Titanic? Yeah, I've never, like, watched it in full. Obviously, I know the story. But it's, like, I haven't seen, like, Forrest Gump or, like, Pulp oh, Fiction or, okay. like... I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Um, 
clueless <gasps> or yeah like That's shocking yeah rock horror picture show no yeah that is shocking so i'm just not really i'm not a movie gal generally it's really yeah. hard to get me to sit down and watch a movie and yeah I don't know. You're a fall asleep during the movie. I really that, am. That's also a big and I think that's a red flag, honestly. It really bothers Grant. We watched Finding Dory and I fell asleep. Like, I can't. I can't do it. I just get, like, I cannot pay attention for that long. Um, My first beige flag is that I cannot casually sip a drink. I either, like, fully chug it or I complete, like, I take one sip and then I completely forget that it exists. I feel like I actually am good about this, but it takes a lot of intention. Like, I, I have yeah. to consciously remind myself, like, okay, only drink a little or, like, you know, make it last. See, and I have no intention because if it's, like, if it's right in front of me, I'm just going to consume it mm. is, like, my thing. I'm also a fast eater, so I feel like that, like, plays into it. I should have put that um, as one of my beige flags. You're a slow eater. I am the world's slowest it's eater. so true. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, that's a green flag because, like, you're supposed to eat slowly and, like, fully chew your food. And I literally shovel Anything that can be consumed, I just inhale it. But, like, in a social setting, it is it is a beige flag because, like, yeah. people have to wait on me at meals and, like, at restaurants and stuff. Like, I'm always the last one. Yeah. Also because I'm just talking so much. True. So, it doesn't help. My next beige flag is arguably just a red flag, but <laughs> I am extremely impulsive when it comes to eBay because hear me out number one everything not everything but pretty much everything on there is like one of a kind like being sold by a person secondhand like it's not like there's stock of it Mm -hmm. so I feel a sense of urgency that I need to get this specific item because if I miss it like there isn't just another size I can order or whatever and then number two is like it feels kind of low stakes when you're in the moment because you're just bidding on stuff and so it's like, I'll see something and I'm like, I would pay $50. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I win and I'm like, no, why am I paying $50? You know? Yeah. So that's tough. Yeah. But you have a slay leotard connection or collection yeah. because of it. It is true. My next beige flag is I need something sweet after eating something salty. Um, if I have a savory lunch, I need a sweet treat. And then if I have a savory dinner, another sweet treat immediately it's like it literally is impulsive like I immediately I take the last bite of the savory and I'm like I need something sweet right now and if I don't get it I like actually am in a bad mood are you like disturbed right now because you had pizza and nothing sweet no because I'm having starry okay so that's that's like satisfying but yeah like if I have something like if I eat a savory dinner and then like the rest of the night I'm just like sipping plain water I'm like this hmm. is horrific. I, how am I supposed to live under these conditions? So I'm always stocked with a sweet treat. And it doesn't take much. Like just a couple. I like those um, little partake cookies that they sell at Trader Joe's. They're like, I don't know, the size of like a dollar coin. Mm-hmm. Um, you just pop one of those and I'm like, okay. And now I'm back in business. <laughs> nice. Um, I like how you were specifying like if I eat a savory dinner, like as opposed to a sweet dinner. <laughs> Listen, I've done a sweet dinner before. <laughs> what would be like? Oh, like pancakes or something? Yeah, like a breakfast for okay, dinner. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, my next one is I like to mix my corporate speak and my real life speak mm-hmm. in both directions. So to clarify, I'll say like some cringy corporate things in real life, like re, for example, like regarding. Yeah. Um, 
or like circle back. You yeah. Know? But on the other hand, like I'll say slay at work. <laughs> yeah. And like pop off queen, you know? <laughs> so like I just, I have no, uh, there's no line of what is corporate speak versus normal speak. They're all, yeah. It's blurred for me. Yeah. I, I'm good about this at work. I say slay all the time in my personal life, but I'm good about not doing it at work except for when we have like interns. Yeah. And, but then I'm like, am I the cringy like <laughs> employee? I definitely am. That's like hey, trying to be kids. relatable. Yeah. <laughs> slay queen. I 100% am. And they're like, holy crap, that girl is so cringy. That's okay. Um, my next beige flag is that I am an unironic astrology girl. And by this, I mean that I, like, I don't, I don't know everything there is to know about astrology. Like, I definitely wouldn't consider myself an expert at it at all. But like, deep down in my heart of hearts, I don't think astrology is BS. Like, yeah, I feel like there's people that like, are like, oh my God, like, I just spent $200 at Lulu, like how Libra of me. And it's like, hee hee, like, but they don't actually mean it. And I'm like, no, that is in fact a very Libra thing to do. Mm -hmm. And like, I think there's a lot of truth uh, to astrology that is a bit too specific Mm -hmm. uh, to be coincidental. Mm -hmm. And that's just the truth. And I don't think that it's that wonky to uh, use the stars as a signifier for how things work on earth. Yeah, I mean, controversial take, but it's no different than any other religion. We don't tell well, exactly. people that they're dumb for believing in their beliefs. Exactly. So, so I, I, if I ever am speaking astrology talk, no, deep down, I, I wholeheartedly believe what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> we do have an astrology episode from forever ago. Yeah, we should do in another day. one. Those are fun. Yeah. I'd have to think about what we would cover, but stay tuned. My next one is I have wired headphones that plug into like you cannot use them with your iPhone anymore like you know the traditional like aux cord jack and whatever uh that I still actively use often um I use yeah. them at work I use them when we record the podcast on Zoom yep and it's not because I don't have airpods it's just because I prefer I prefer to wired a wired situation sometimes yeah I think bluetooth has its place but I do like having the wire at work because it is more clear that I'm occupied cuz I have a very like casual like co-working kind of like office yeah and so like I could be in a meeting and have my airpods in and someone would come up to me and like try to talk to me because I'm so popular it's so hard (laughs) being me um no but like people might not even realize and so like with the headphones it's like okay obviously like occupado yeah you see the wire so I like that and then second of all my airpod battery I mean I got my I have the first gen airpods and they just die really quick so yeah Ever since I got new AirPods, that hasn't been a problem. So, yeah. But hey, if you like the wire headphones. It's kind of a sustainable sleigh. Like, they're literally a relic at this point. I've had them since, like, 2015, probably. So true. They're vintage. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. My next beige flag is that – I feel like this is probably one of the more common beige Mm -hmm. flags, at least among women uh, or people who identify as women. But I thoroughly read the menu – before going to a restaurant and I have fully decided exactly what I'm ordering before I have left my home to go to said restaurant. And then on top of that, when I get to the restaurant, I will look at the menu and play pretend like I'm like, oh, I'm deliberating. Like I'll, there's literally been times where I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get. There's so many good options. I know exactly what I'm going to get. Literally every single time I know what to get. And I get pretty stressed out if a menu isn't available online because I'm like, you're telling me that I have to think on the spot. That's true. About what I want. Wrong. I generally do the same, but not with drinks, only food. 
Oh, I do it with drinks, yeah. food. I, I like to keep the cocktail menu a surprise, personally. Yeah, no, no surprises here. <laughs> I if the waiter the waiter comes over and says hello, and I know exactly what to tell. <laughs> um, my next one is that like if I so I mentioned earlier, I don't really like a lot of movies, but if I do like a movie or a show or something like that, it's my whole personality. Like, yeah, I cannot casually watch or enjoy anything. I like need to like deep dive and like hyper fixate on things that I like. Like for example, like The Last of Us genuinely occupied like 95% of my brain for like a few weeks and like same with euphoria like yeah if I like a show I seriously spend all my free time researching it yeah interviews like I'm like I I can't stop yeah so I can't casually enjoy things I guess is the yeah the beige flag I would even say that for you that extends beyond shows and movies like I think you just in life (laughs) like when you like something you like it with your chest you know yeah it's not a bad thing I think it's admirable like you just hyper fixate you might want to get that checked out (laughs) I don't even think that it's hyper fixate because I think that implies that there's like it's like short-lived oh where you like you hyper fixate on something it's everything to you for like a couple of weeks and then Mm. you move on to the next thing I don't think you do that I just think that when you like something you're like really passionate about liking it Mm -hmm. and like you never do anything half-assed, I guess, okay, slay. what I'm saying. It's a green flag. Okay, slay. Um, my next one is, I've been trying to think of how I can, like, articulate this on the podcast, but basically whenever I, like, make a point or make an argument, like, if, I don't know, if, like, Anya and I are, like, debating something and, like, each giving, like, our side of a situation, I'll make a point and I'll end it where I, like, reach like my hand out and Palm like open. jut my neck forward and I'm like and that's the point a good and, uh comparison I don't even know how to describe this but if you've seen the meme that's like the rugged looking cat like the white cat that's sitting there <laughs> like that like with the pose yeah if you know you know that's like yeah what it is. but I guess the main point is is that I always end my point with the same like head hand gesture like anytime I make a point I'm doing that mm-hmm. that's how that's how you know that I'm done making my point because I've made that gesture <laughs> I don't know if I've noticed that. I'll have to keep an eye out. Interesting. Yeah. We don't debate enough. Yeah, that's probably it. We just agree on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just no critical thinking <laughs> between <laughs> us. We're just like, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, my last one, it's funny. I didn't realize how many of these were like TV, movie, like watching oriented. Um, I always have subtitles on when I watch a movie or a show or a YouTube video or anything. And if I don't have them on, I feel like I miss like so much yeah like I really I think because I'm so used to having them on now like it's just like set on our tv and stuff that like I feel like I don't absorb like half of what people say if I don't have the subtitles like I really need the visual and the audio to like fully process yeah I also have the subtitles on but like I haven't even quite figured out how they help me because I don't I wouldn't say that I find myself reading the subtitles but like I I agree like I feel like I miss stuff when they aren't there like I just feel like there's something missing from my watching experience mm-hmm. when I don't have them. And that's a point of contention with Zach and I because he hates Ugh, having it's the so subtitles important. on. And some networks have better subtitles than others. True. Like, I'm pretty sure Disney Plus has better subtitles than, like, Netflix. Yeah. Like, smaller, more subtle, yeah. more readable. Yeah. And then my last beige flag is if I'm, like, ever procrastinating a task, I – the way that I force myself to do it is I set a 20 minute timer and it doesn't matter what, like this could be a months long project. This could be putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. If I've been procrastinating it, I just set a 20 minute timer and then nine out of 10 times you'll find me still doing whatever it is. Like an hour later. Yeah. An hour later. Um, But for whatever reason, I have to have the timer going and that's when I'm like, 
okay, it's it's go time. Like, yeah, we're on a mission. I should do um, that. It does work. Said I just bask in the dread. <laughs> <laughs> Another beige flag. Yeah. But those are our beige flags. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're pretty quirky and not like other girls. <laughs> yeah. So pretty quick episode this week. Uh, let's let us know in the Spotify response thing if you have any beige flags or if your partner has any beige flags that you want to share. I think it's kind of a fun, yeah. a fun little framing for thinking about things. Yeah. Um. And okay. On a side note, to make this episode not short, um, <laughs> I like I've noticed that people critique. Like I've seen people talk about like the Gen Zification of like naming everything or like giving every trend like an aesthetic or like a name or whatever. And people talking about how it's like annoying. So it's like they're like, oh, it's not latte girl makeup, it's just brown makeup, or like oh, okay. that kind of thing, you know, or like it's not strawberry girl summer, you're just wearing blush, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of similar with the beige flags, is like it's just personality traits, like you don't have yeah. to call them something. All I have, all I want to say is like let people have fun. I yeah. really don't like when people push back on that kind of thing. I guess if you're doing it from like a consumerism perspective of like you don't have to follow every micro micro trend or whatever, I agree. But it's like if people just want to call their cute neutral wardrobe like vanilla girl aesthetic, let them. Yeah. Let them. Let people have fun. Yeah. So anyway, that's my yeah. soapbox moment. I'm like, let us Pilates princesses exactly enjoy our strawberry girl summers. Like, I like it. I feel like I don't know. I don't like yeah. when people like shut it down. They're like, yeah. well, just call it what it is. I'm like, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. romanticize your life. Make yeah, it fun. well, that's like, the thing. It's like life is hard and difficult to get through. And if saying that you're having a strawberry girl summer is what brings you a little bit of joy in your day to day, then yeah, as long as you're not hurting anyone else with it, exactly. Just live your life. I am pro, uh, Jen. Zifying everything. Yeah, I think um, it's fun. I think we're doing a great job. I'm like, <laughs> uh, as a completely biased person in Gen Z, I think we're doing good. Um, but yeah, I am intrigued to see your beige flags, though. So mm-hmm. definitely let us know down below. You can also, if you, if you have a beige flag that needs some context, you can submit it to our anonymous mm-hmm. submission box. That would be fun to have you guys submit oh, your yeah. beige, flags, beige flags and then we can read them and tell you if they're actually a beige flag mm. or if they're a red flag or, or if they're like a weird flag. flex that you tried to make yeah a beige flag. we'll call you out yeah um you can also follow us on instagram at two degrees hotter you can rate us five stars on spotify and apple Podcasts because it really helps our show out and with that we'll chop you guys next week bye everyone bye